Hey everybody, welcome back to, to Provoke Total Fitness Podcast. Matthew. I'm Walter. How you doing? So today we are going over um, how to be successful or tips for success in terms of anything really. So we'll jump right into it. What is number one? What is number one? Okay. <laughs> so we're going to go over three. We're just going to do three today uh, that we find the most important. So. I figure we'll start with the most important. To me, the most important um, is probably surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, if you want to expand on that, or well, I, t- I think that that's absolutely it. I mean, it's been said that you are the total of the seven people you surround yourself with. Um, that that uh, you're affected by those people, and that if they are pos- if you're if they're if you're surrounded by positivity. You're positive. If you're surrounded by people who give you support, you are supported and therefore can move better. Um, if you are surrounded by people who believe in growth and education, then you will have a better chance of growth and education. Um, conversely, if you're surrounded by negativity, that's the route you're going to take. If, if you're constantly being told, don't do that, oh, you can't do that, oh, is that smart? Then you're going to have a problem with it there. So I think that. Uh, Definitely who you are with on a daily basis is important. And and it can even be a matter of, I'm not saying be unfriendly to some of your coworkers, but there are those coworkers who will boil you up and there are those coworkers who will drop you down. Who are you going to have coffee with? Yeah. You know? I think people fail to realize just because somebody's in your life every day doesn't mean they have to be in your life every day. Yeah. Right. You go into work and yeah, there's maybe somebody who is completely polar opposite to you. Just because you sit beside them at a desk all day doesn't mean you have to actually agree and be friendly. I mean, be friendly, but it's not like you have to go out to lunch or invite them over for dinner, invite them to coffee. Um, and, I, you know, one of the hardest things I think people have is the toxic relationships, whether that be family, friends, relationship in terms of dating. Um you know, you get into these things and typically it starts off fine, but then you start seeing these little patterns picking in or these little red flags and you kind of brush them aside just because, you know, you, you've known them for a while. It's just who they are. And that can really affect you in terms of how far you're able to grow, because most likely those red flags that are just who they are, are the reason that you're being held back. Um, you know, and so like Walter said, uh, you know, I went through high school and there was this person in high school that zero people got along with uh, because of this person's views on the world. I was pretty friendly with this person because I never talked about that stuff. Whenever I was talking with this person, it was just, how's class today? What's going on with your life? Like all this other stuff. It was never focused on that. And that's what I think, you know, people fail to realize. You just have to be friendly. It doesn't mean you have to blow them off and, like, tell them to F off or, you know, don't even talk to them. Just be friendly and just don't bring up points of conversation that you know for yourself are going to be a negative, toxic topic. Sure. I think keeping an open mind is really important. That um, You may on first glance think that someone has nothing in common with you um, or is the negative. Um, 
keep enough of an open mind to allow them the chance to prove it or disprove it. Because first impressions don't always mean everything. Yes, they're important. And we, we think a lot of people make their decisions based on first uh, first viewing. But um, it is you are better off, to my mind, if you give more of a chance to everybody. Yeah. After a while, if you see that those traits are negative to you, then you can draw back. And again, that doesn't mean you have to be uh, negative to them. Right. You just realize who the people that you hang out with are and who the people you don't hang out with are. Yeah. And keep it that. Yeah. It's just respect for people, you know. Always, I always hold the same level of respect for everybody, no matter who they are, until they end up either, you know, gaining more of it or losing it because of... And it's just what it is. I mean, the first time I meet somebody new, it's always the same. I will never treat them differently just because I'm like... You're bald? Oh my god. No offense. <laughs> uh, but it's like, hey, I, I actually wanted to shave all my head this weekend. But uh, so, but that's what I'm saying. You know, as an example, it's like some people will not date a guy under five foot six, for example. You know, I've been in the situation where I'm in relationships. I've had a girl tell me, she's like, I'd never date somebody under five nine. It's like, okay, first glance. But, you know, maybe that guy is a really good guy. And she's like, yeah, but, you know, they won't even give the time of day because they already have these perceived conceptions of them and all that stuff. And that's really dangerous to, uh, to, you know, how you develop as a person. Because if you go in with just, I'm not even going to worry about getting to know this person, you could be missing out on hundreds of opportunities. You know, if you're a, uh, if you're a personal trainer and you don't want to talk to that person because they're not your typical kind of client. And we've had the discussion. We know tons of trainers that, they're not their typical type of client, so they won't even, you know, they get one look at them, they're like, I don't want them. Give it to the other person. You know, I've had that happen um, at quite a bit, actually. And, you know, I'll always happily take on a client until it gets to the point where I realize they may not be the best fit for me or I may not be the best fit for them. But I've met and actually gained a good amount of friends, like real friendships, off of the fact that somebody else was just like, Nah, screw them. I'm good. They're not the athletic type that I want to train or, you know, they don't look like they're a long term client. They're not going to bring me money. Whereas I'm like, they signed up for training. They want help. I'm going to give them the best help that I can. If it works out great, if not, no. And it turns into, you know, four years of training now that I've developed a, a good friendship. B, I've helped somebody overcome their fitness goals or, um, excuse me, help with their fitness goals and their, you know, their own mental health issues that they may have about their body and it's also gained me or it's allowed me to expand my network because now that person is recommending to these people and those people recommend me to these people right and then down the line somewhere you know you never knew who you can meet exactly and i think the same thing goes for life experience not just people uh, if you if you go through life being well, by the time I'm this age, I have to graduate from school. By the time I'm this age, I have to be making this much money. I'll get married at this age. I'll do this at this age. You know, all that stuff that people walk around with. Then you're losing the opportunity to explore so many other things that could come your It's the same sort of thing. An open mind is going to allow you to go, well, there's two paths here. Which one will I take? Yeah. Not, there's only one path and, and you know, because... 
when the door when you walk through a hallway where all the doors are closed how much are you missing in terms of those other rooms yeah you know? uh, so yeah that's true an open mind yeah for sure number two I think an open mind yeah. leads to, well, that's, are you, that's are you educatable? Edu yeah. Are educatable. You, are you willing to learn? Are you, um, yeah. and, and for me, that has a lot to do with uh, mentorship. Eh? Uh, so again, being willing to listen to another person and uh, take the best that you can from them. Um, Actually ask you know. them questions. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mentorship is a great way to go. And the other thing yeah. is, is what do you read? Um, if you, uh, don't get me wrong, I, every time, every new Stephen King book comes out, I've got it immediately and boom. But um, I think it, it does a lot of good to read books about, you know, self-help, self-growth, yeah. um, that sort of thing, um, just to keep you aware of what your habits are. You know, it's not like they say, each one says things that none of the others say. There are common threads that run through all the self-help books. But um, every time I read it, I go, yeah, that's me again. Oh, I fell back into that habit. Oh, I need to change this again. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that self-awareness is what you gain from reading these kinds of books. Right. And occasionally there will be a nugget of information that will change things for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, being ignorant is not going to get you anywhere. No. Right? So if you're not willing to, A, learn on your own, um, or B, get taught something. Like when I say learn on your own, I mean what Walter's talking about. Going into grabbing a self-help book. Going, if you want to learn a new skill, going to the library and actually reading a book. Um, not something that you necessarily have to go out and pay for, even just reading a book free at the library, you know, um, what are you willing to do to actually educate yourself to become a better person? I think that's a big thing too, is, you know, so many people are open-minded at first where they're, they're willing to do something if it's easy. So if Walter is going to teach me about how to do a squat, that's great until I have to pay him for it. Because then it's like, well, it's not in my budget. Or if it is in my budget, maybe I don't really want to spend the money on that because I feel like I could use that money for something better like a haircut or going out to a nightclub or whatever, right? It's really how you kind of, how you perceive and uh, how you perceive education is also really important. Because if you look at it as it's, it's just something that I should get, then it's not a privilege, then you're going to have a bad time with it, right? I mean, in Canada, we're extremely lucky that we have free education from grades, age of what, 5 to 17, um, whatever, JK to grade 12. Then you can still have the ability, if you've worked hard enough, to get scholarships to either prestigious schools or, you know, if you don't qualify for that, you can go to community colleges. If you don't even do that, you could go into a trade. It's really, you know, we do have a lot of opportunity. Um, it's just how far are you willing to push yourself to get that extra opportunity? Not so privilege is a big word that's been thrown around quite like quite a lot. Yeah. You know, and if, if 
people do not want to face the harsh reality that nobody is ever going to be equal. There is never going to be equal opportunity for everybody. The experiences Walter's had and the opportunities he had will never be the opportunities that I have or maybe vice versa, whatever, because of who I am versus who he is. You know, and we're still white men, but I'm straight, he's gay. So there is, there's still going to be some differences there because of that. Or there is a, um, a let's say, just as an example, a friend of mine grew up very poor. I grew up middle class. There's going to be differences because I was able to get a tutor, for example, if I was failing a class. Whereas if they're failing a class, they either A, have to work really hard and study themselves, or they're just going to flunk out. Whereas, you know, I was being, this didn't happen, but, you know, if I was failing, I would get pushed into a tutor and my parents would push me that way and boom, I passed the class now because of that. And that's the opportunity. But I look at that like, so what? I don't like doing this. So I'm just going to say, fuck it. And, you know, half ass the rest of my life. Cause I'll always have somebody that's going to get paid to teach me how to do something. And I'll just work my way up that way. And I think right? that, that can happen a lot too. I mean, yeah. the tutoring system is a great one. Um, I have friends who make a living as, uh, as tutors and, um, yeah. you know, but the kid still has to want it. Parents can pay for it, but the kid still has to want it. It has to be willing yeah. to do for it. And if we're going to relate it to fitness, you can buy, you can hire a personal trainer. If you don't want it, and if you're not willing to listen and work, then it's not going to get you any result. It's what I tell my clients. You're not going to get results because of me. You're going to get results because of what you put into it. And they're shocked that, What? Just because I pay you doesn't mean I'll get the body of my dreams. No, <laughs> you don't work for it. Doesn't work out that way. We're the navigators. That's it. Exactly right. And I think people fail to realize that not everybody has equal opportunity. Except that harsh reality. Some people will have to work ten times harder to get where somebody else is who didn't even have to work for it. You just have to accept that. But if you're willing to put in that work and you understand your circumstances, you're still willing to do that. You're still willing to push it because it's important to you, whatever it might be, getting into university, uh, getting a great body, um, you know, making, uh, getting a promotion at work, whatever. You have to put the work in. Some of the people will come a lot easier, but maybe for you, it's going to come 10 times harder. And hell, maybe you're still going to have it easier than somebody who has it even worse than you. So realize your circumstance. Realize if this is really what you want. If it is, you have to give 110% no matter what. And that's where it is uh, relating back to the whole point you want to take over here. But well, it, just, you know, take the time, look for the books, look for the podcasts. I mean, if, if you're not a reader, there are plenty of podcasts out there that can give you the same sort of, of information. Um, mentorship can be had in the workplace or it can be purchased through a membership with uh, Tony Robbins or things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I've, I've done the, the whole Tony Robbins thing and it worked really, really well at the time. Um, but I need the checkups. I need the new stuff, the new books to make me look at it again and, and inventory myself as it were yeah. to see where I stand. Um, so I, to do that, I just, just as, as proof, I have things I have read over the last couple of years to help me on the way to staying positive and knowing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, this one in particular, I just got from a friend of mine, um, Ordinary to Extraordinary by Tabitha DeBrun. Uh, 
She's a friend. She wrote this book. Uh, she does live her life full blown. Um, and uh, just in case you're interested in following her, it's uh, uh, Creating Life by Design on Instagram. Have a look. Uh, it's a great book as well. So something new comes out and it just comes my way. I believe in the secret and the universe provided. Yeah. Um, helps to have the author be a friend. But, yeah. uh, you know, um, do yourself the favor of doing the research to help yourself become the best you can be. Yeah. More, you know, I mean, we're not all going to be superheroes and we're not trying to be, you know, I, I uh, run a successful multi-billion dollar company while doing six marathons a year with my four children and my blah, 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 blah. No. But what is the best you can be today? Yeah. Do a little bit of work. Help to improve on that. That is success. To yeah. Me. Yeah. No, I mean, if you're working a minimum wage job as a cashier, be the best fucking cashier you can be. Yeah. Right. What's it? That work ethic's gonna trend just because you know, oh, it's not the same as you know when I apply it to my music, or it's not the same when I apply it to my drawings. Well, why not? It's transferable. That work ethic, work ethic, doesn't just go away. So, are you really being the best artist you can be if you're not really doing the best in other aspects? And you could obviously use the point where, well, if I work too hard with that, I'll get tired for that. Well, that's another thing. You got to start being more organized. You start, have to start educating yourself on how to use your time effectively. I mean, you've showed uh, Dale Carnegie. It's Dale Carnegie's Seven Steps for Highly mm -hmm. Effective. Yeah, Dale Carnegie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great book. Oh, no, sorry. That's Stephen uh, Covey. Um, oh, that's Stephen Covey. Uh, uh, Dale Carnegie's is uh, Thinking uh, Influence Friends. Yeah. How to win an influence, right? Yeah, and I mean, in all these books that Walter's showing, it's the same exact thing. It's you need to give your best with everything, but you need to do it efficiently. And if you can't figure that out, then you got to teach yourself either through books, get a mentor, all that sort of stuff. Always educate yourself on how to be the best you can be, and always be working to be the best at whatever it is you're doing. If you're not satisfied, like if you do a job and you look at it and you're not satisfied, then you know you could have been doing a better job. You should be doing a better job, right? If you do something and you're satisfied with it and it's great, then perfect. Keep doing it, but start researching, start educating yourself more on how to do an even better job or how to efficiently do it or, you know, do it faster or whatever, you know. Mm. But that is point number two and on to point number three. Point number three to me is that if you're going to do this, you have to be fit and healthy. Um, yes. Oh, I might get too tired. I might not be able to do whatever. Yeah. If you are keeping yourself in good shape, if you are getting enough oxygen to your brain, if you are eating properly, you're going to be a better machine to be able to accomplish more. Yeah. You know, and if you're feeding yourself crap, then you're going through insulin cycles all day long. And, and trying not to fall asleep, um, not getting up and doing anything, then yeah, entropy breeds entropy. Uh, yeah. if, if you're not doing anything, you will not do anything. So sorry, I held up soon. So that's two things, not only body, but mind as well. But yeah, I mean, you brought up a great point because it's, it's exactly it. I mean, if you're not fit and healthy physically, you're not gonna have the ability to put all this time into your work as effectively as you could, right? If it takes you 
you know, if you wake up in the morning, let's say at seven, but you don't roll out of bed till seven thirty because you're not sleeping well, because you ended up having a coffee at six PM or seven PM the night before, or even better, you ended up having a slice of chocolate cake, so your insulin spiked and then it crashed and your body is just like, What the hell is going on? I thought I was sleeping, but your body's just churning and oh, well now it's seven o'clock, instead of springing out of bed getting your day started, you wanna wait till seven thirty, you're groggy, you go up, you wake your coffee. You put more milk and more sugar in it. You drink that, so you kind of wake up. But then, as Walter said, you go through this insulin cycle. So you get in the shower. By the time you get to work, you're right back to the I want to go to sleep stage. And what do you do? You have either another coffee or another snack to perk you up. And another hour goes by, and you're right back into that insulin drop. Let me explain this for people that don't know. Um, when you eat something sugary, your blood pressure, or sorry, your uh, your insulin levels go like that. After a, like 30 minutes to an hour, it kind of levels off. But again, higher glycemic foods, so higher sugar, uh, high sugar foods, they will digest and process in your body fast. So instead of going steady like that for three hours, it goes like that, and then it goes like that, and then it drops right back down. Demonstrate the opposite direction. The opposite direction. Yes. Which one? The. You you went this way. You need to go this way. Oh, sorry. I'm Visual. doing it. Uh, sorry, I'm doing it backwards. Right. So you're going this way. So normal foods, let's say brown rice and some chicken. That holds you steady. That's the three-hour mark. You have more, and it keeps you going. You get a little bit of a drop, and then a little bit of a spike, but then it goes back to normal. Let's say you have a uh, chocolate bar. You go right up, way higher than you should be. And then it goes like that for a very short amount of time, then it drops right back to where you were before because, again, sugar food processes so fast. So you're down here, and that insulin drop is what makes you really tired. This is what also makes you really tired. So you're either up here or down here because of your diet all the time. You want to stay in that level with a little hiccup here and there. And, again, you can never get it perfect. But you want to stay there so you have the most amount of steady energy through the day where you're not tired and you're able to effectively work you're able to get a workout in because you're fine after work if you work out after uh, after your shift at your job or if you work out in the morning, whatever. So then you're even more effective. So instead of just having an eight-hour day where you're all like this and you just have no energy to do jack shit versus a 14-hour day where you're steady and you can keep going and just keep pushing through and you get home from your regular job and you want to work on something else, you're able to do that still. Sorry, that's it. <laughs> that was good. That was well done. Thank good you. Demo. <laughs> Have to keep fitness in here somewhere. Yeah. But, but it, I mean, yeah. without without that, without oxygenation, I mean, just sometimes deep breathing exercises are what's going to help you to get through it. Yeah. Um, to get more oxygen to the brain and keep things going. Uh, I, I think that's that's really important. Um, None of the other stuff works if the body isn't working. So, yeah, yeah. Um, just a not, kind of related, not really related. You know, I think it's funny now that people are uh, looking as as at water as the healthy drink. Water should be the constant, right? Um, you know, that should be the thing that's just a regular occurrence where you're drinking water all the time with BCAAs if you want, uh, whatever, right? 
make it taste better. But you know, when it's uh, if you're able to go through your day without a sip of water, you're not being as effective as you can be, right? If your day consists of just drinking coffee to keep you running, um, or you know, you're yeah. You know, I'm sure I, I've said it before. You said it before. Don't talk to me before I've had my coffee, right? Um, I mean, I say it more as a joke, just because there's maybe one day where I'm super tired. But if that's your every day, where you can't function without a coffee, or you can't function without this or that, then you definitely need to sit down and look at your eating habits and your uh, training habits and be like, "Is this the best I can be doing? Because is my work gonna?" Um, is my work going to be the best it can be? Is it going to diminish a little bit? When I get home, am I able to spend time with my kids and my family? Am I able to spend go out with friends even after, or am I just exhausted because my body is not running optimally? Exactly. Right. I think that's pretty much it uh, in terms of you know the basic three that at least Walter and I feel are very important. Unless you had anything to add on. I think we can go on and come up with a few others as time goes on. If you oh, have yeah, for sure. About it, if you have anything that you think helps you, what are your tips to being successful? Send them our way, and we can discuss those as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, there's tons. I mean, these are just our main three. Yeah. Um, we've discussed a few more before, and we're, we're definitely going to get into them. But, you know, it's not, again, these are our opinions on what we find works for us, at least. Maybe it won't work for you. It probably will, though, um, just because this is what, you know, everybody does. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. If you guys have stuff that you definitely do or if you want to expand on our points, maybe we didn't touch into something that you felt was we could have gone into more. Send it, and we'll be happy to go into it more. Yeah. So YouTube comment below. Uh, message us on Instagram. DM Walter. DM me or DM the Total Fitness page. And... I have one more thing to say. Again, I just want to plug this. Ordinary to Extraordinary by Tabitha de Brun, uh, creating life by design. Show the name. Uh, Show the name. You, you, you held the name. Yeah. No, the uh, her name, Tabitha. Tabitha. Can you see it? There you go. Tabitha de Brun. Uh, so thanks, Tab. It's nice to get the book, and I'm enjoying the reading a lot. Uh, so we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. See you next week.